Hi, and welcome to the DM's Travel Book Club, A Guide to the Planes. Each episode, we explore one plane of existence as outlined in the Great Wheel cosmology in the role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons. So, I am here, as, as ever, with the fantastic, the fabulous, the wonderful Fiona. Hi, over here. thank you for, ha thank you for having me. My, always to my right. Always to your right. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, how are you doing, Fiona? I'm doing well. I am so excited to talk about this plane today. I think after the, well, after <laughs> pandemonium in general and just being like, well, this is terrible. Where else can we go? And we've now flipped to the other side. Yes. So I am very excited to talk about this particular plane. What what plane are we talking about? Let us not so leave our listeners and viewers in suspense, even though you it's written all over the show notes. It's, yes, it's all over here. Yes. so. We are talking about Arborea today, the plane of Arborea, this described as sort of larger than life and as quick as a change of heart, which I was like, ooh, mm. I love that as a thing. And that line really summarised what this plane is about. Yeah. So, yeah, this is a chaotic good plane. So obviously last time we looked at a chaotic evil plane and mm. we've just gone flip to the other side and see what what could this what could this plane offer us and exactly. i think what's interesting just before we get into it is that certainly in the dm's guide a lot of the good planes uh certainly unlawful goods and and chaotic good planes don't have that much on them compared to obviously with the book that you sent me the planescape sort of books yes. of chaos and all that sort of thing they have a lot more detail on them so yeah. i actually didn't know too much about arbor until we started doing the research for this and oh there's loads Ooh, there's loads of stuff in it and I'm just, yeah, really excited for it. I think that's a really good point, actually. I think that D&D, sometimes people suffer with the like, oh, it's good, therefore it's boring or something like that. Or that yes. there's nothing, people aren't interested. And actually, and I'm going to be honest, after The Abyss last week, which is really in-depth and really like you get really into it and it's got so much to it and the sort of creativity that you can have that we even talked about, about the fact that there's infinite layers. So your, as a DM, ability to uncover all of that is great. Mm -hmm. But then when you hit into this, into Arborea and I started reading it, it's like, oh, this is actually really cool. And there's mm -hmm. so much more to it. And uh, so, yeah, I, I and I think, yeah, it makes me more excited about reading about more of the planes uh, yeah. of existence that are good than yeah. I used to. It's You're right. I think a lot of adventurers are always like, let's go deal with evil. Let's go sort of evil. And yeah. stuff like Arborea um, and the other sort of good, good aligned planes, they don't mm. be like, well, why would, why would you go there to fight something, perhaps? Yeah. And so, yeah, as a setting, maybe people aren't aware of it. As I certainly wasn't aware of it. And actually uh, sort of diving properly into it and actually reading about it and you know thanks to this place gay book the planes of chaos um there's a lot more into it so i would again i mm. would recommend it every time we do an episode highly recommend looking at this book because it is it gives you so much detail for it so yeah, yeah just i'm going to give you a quick overview of what yes. uh arborea is so if i was to describe it to you think of it as a place that's got violent moods and deep affections i would like to put it to you that it is like a teenage girl's diary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> because, okay. let's face it, well, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be a teenage girl. It could be any teenager's diary or blog mm. post or live journal, when we used to have those back in the day, mm. where you would write all your feelings and they would be unfiltered, they would be raw, and a slight 
any slight against you, you would blow it up and you would make sort of big changes to it and it'll all be sort of contained in this space. And that's how I see Arborea. It is a place where it's sort of described as rage is as common and as honored as joy. And that is like, whoa, that sort of, yeah. that, that gives that sort of, it's okay to be, have these unfettered like emotions and it's, you know, you should express them. It is a very expressive place, not unlike the Feywild as we were sort of talking about in last episode. So yeah. this this idea that your passions are, are burning like brazenly and mm. brightly until they just burn out and that is okay. So that's what I like yeah. about this. It's, it's all about the emotions on this sort of epic sort of landscape level. As a as a as an English person, yes, <laughs> watching as, American yes. TV, it's like yes. American TV is real life. You know, like everyone's emotions are ramped up to eleven, mm -hmm. and if you've got to, someone's gonna have an argument about it or he's upset about it, instead of being like, Ugh, they kind of go, "Why you? I can't believe you do that to me!" with fisticuffs and all that fisticuffs. What am I? No, but it is. It, it yeah. can like there is this idea that if you have a whim. It's yeah. backed by steel. You're going to follow through yeah. on that emotion That's if somebody a good, has slighted you. Win is backed by steel. That's 100%. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So and there's it's... something that we both picked up when we we're talking about players on there. We were talking about yes. the fact that you've got to ham it up. You know, yes. That's... There's, there's a great little um, like a, advice to players, which I don't believe was in our Abyss uh, chapter when we looked at it per mm. se. I think mean, you're just saying that it's miserable here. If you can't survive, don't even bother. You know. Yeah, exactly. Whereas here, it was saying to to the GM specifically, like you know, tell your players to add melodrama, really ham it up and. And there was a great line that said, always have a strong reaction to a situation, which I think is just a great thing in life anyway. Yeah. Just have a strong reaction to show your things. And for me, maybe the easiest way to think of it, if you're really struggling to put, like, put a theme to it, is just think ancient Greek like yeah. heroes and myths and legends, because it is very much inspired. Certainly a big part of Aboria is inspired by those sort of Greek yeah. legends and stuff. So this idea that you have pure entertainment, but with really fragile egos leading the charge. So yeah. I just like that as, a, as an image as well. And yet yeah, the, the actual view of it, if we go on to the geography of it, Yes. Im Ooh, imagine we're moving to the next, the next, uh, the next headline: geography. <laughs> geography. Sorry, I, did, I forgot. We've got headlines. Geography. Um, so this place is described as wild and pure. If you haven't got that already, this, this, mm. there's a great line in it that said, "Arboreal's wildness just doesn't quit," which mm. I was like, "Whoa, what a great line!" So I can, you can imagine just for, for, for miles and miles around this beautiful landscape, which is just mm. abundant and expressive and beautiful and yeah. it, was, it talked about the weather being able to easily turn into violent storms it's you know it's it's very yeah. much the thomas hardy that sort of yes. like uh, sort of like What's any descriptions of anything it is showing the mood it's like if you've watched uh, encanto recently there's a character in that whose power is to show her feelings as weather um right. And it's just that sort of thing where it's it's really cool, and I recommend Encanto. It's it's bloody everywhere. Just I know. Now. It's, I know. I really do want to watch it. It's just on. It's on the list. <laughs> you would you would list. you would absolutely love it, Hamilton. Um, but yeah, yeah it's gone. Oh, there's just that. Just to follow up on that that sentence that I that I've highlighted with, as though it's been said in many places on the Great Ring in Arboria, it's true. Every mountain is the highest, every forest yes. is the lushest, and every ocean deeper than can be imagined. Arboria's wilderness just doesn't quit, as you said. Yes, but I think, as, oh. yeah. It's, it's yeah, it's just that beauty awe inspiring like mm. yeah, and you can I can actually feel myself being there. And you picked up on mm. something else, didn't you? This sort of this line that talked about it being the breadbasket of the yes. outer plains 
Like, oh, what a yeah. great, what a great world. Yeah, Prime say that they've never seen bounty like that of Arborea back on their home plane, and it's true that the fish are enormous, the game is plentiful and trusting, and there are almost always fat hares and thick furred foxes in trapper snares. But then, clueless primes are easily impressed because that's where the humor comes in. <laughs> but uh, but it's, it's it is, and it's the fact that you know it says it says in there people will try and sell you pure Arborean beef or bread or flour and most of it's bullcrap <laughs> but yeah but it is the it is the it is what feeds the sigil and stuff like that it's what it's one of the because it's, it's so easy to grow things but everything is like humongous and grand and epic and it's that epic, sort of yeah. i think that's the difference it's not the one we might cut will come on to much later when we come to arcadia and i think the differential i have in my brain is like this is like Norway and New Zealand and Greece and America, like Grand Canyons and massive yes. Rocky Mountains and, and you know, a lot of sort of expansive, like, plains of just wheat and stuff like that. Whilst mm -hmm. Arborea is little rolling country hills of England. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sort of, that's what I see it as little misty moors and very sort of just agrarian, but not mm. sort of like, and pastoral, whilst mm. this is sort of like, abundant and sort yes. of bountiful <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah definitely so, yeah like yeah like i like that this idea of this the huge steep mountains and all the little like almost like toothpicks of trees essentially just mm. all covering it it's it's again it's so beautiful um yeah. but again going back into the geography of it so mm. arborea itself uh and again as this is what finds out when you read a book or two um there's actually three layers of it and the most uh uh not even obvious one the most visited one which uh, like it's what i got from this was uh it's called it's just called a sort of olympus and arvandor uh, which is the which is basically just the two realms essentially that are on the topmost layer yeah. and well, again, it talked about that they, these two realms are sort of separated by hundreds of miles of unclaimed wilderness. So you've got them on each side, but they are this whole layer is talked about as if it's convexed, and each of these realms occupies the highest pinnacles of the land. And I was just like, whoa, what a what a, a view! Like it yeah. would take ages to travel to them. Not that you would necessarily travel between them, I'd say, mm. but just be able to look out perhaps and see way off in the distance, just another another city or another or another sort of realm far away just on, but on the same sort of level as you as it sort of dives down into this beautiful cool. sort of concave thing it's just oh really cool mm. uh i'll quickly go on to the second and third layers um because i'm sure we'll come back to this but the second layer is o uh, osa i believe that's how you pronounce it uh, which is it's sort of called the endless river this sort of ocean layer which is habit habitable to those who can breathe uh, water mm. uh and it's just it's described as this, a sparkling realm of underwater and wonders and that sort of mm. thing so they're again very cool we've yet to go to a really uh like water plane uh, in this series so mm. uh, i was just really interesting and he talks about it water being a state of flux so again going back to those emotions and sort of that drive and stuff and really giving yeah. a character to that sort of thing what i thought was really interesting about osa as well to differentiate it from some of the other ones is it does have like it does as an outflow of the oceanus river which we'll come to which yes. kind of starts in elysium Thalasia, I think it's called. Thalasia, which one of the things there. But um, for the seas of the Osa, for the most part, are no more than three feet deep over most of the realm. Whoa. So it's actually just this sort of wading pool of yeah. water, which kind of just kind of freaky. It's sort of like... For, for like miles a, around. Yeah, well. it just reminds me of that scene in 
in one of the weird episodes of Pirates of the Caribbean when he's in that mm. dead land and he's sort of in that water that just comes up to knee height sort of thing mm. and it's just endless. It kind of feels like dead zone, doesn't it? And then, yeah. but yeah, and then chasms open up to where the great god sea powers live and stuff like that. But there's yeah, there's some cool places on that land as well. Yeah, that, and that, then you were going to say that in the third layer, what was the, the third one. Yes, yeah, so I believe uh, uh, Pen Lion, I believe it's called, or uh, uh, how did you? Pelion, there you go. There Pelion? Pe Pelion or Pelion? It's because it's because it's spelled Penlion, I think. It's, so yeah. Pelion. Um, so this is this is so different to those mm. other two layers. It feels very. I, I think it, it talks about in the in the chapter that it is inspired by sort of Egyptian myths, and that's yeah. the thing. It's just a huge dusty place of glowing white sand, and it talks about gods that are there, sort of undead gods, and sort of the it's certainly the Egyptian god of wealth and the dead is, yeah. is that's where her realm is. And I'm just like, oh. yeah, no, I liked oh. it because it says like the Egyptian gods have all left there because they have other realms in in, in on the plains mm -hmm. uh, but because their sort of uh, power has dwindled mm -hmm. all that's left is this dusty sandy sort of i just see it as an infinite sahara do you know what yeah. i mean that sort of thing and that and if you the bit about pelion actually it, that really gets me is like is just the sort of um is this idea that there's like these all the titans when they go to die like the titans go to die there so their carcasses are become like hollowed out homes and stuff mm -hmm. but also there's so many because of the god of wealth and treasure and death is there she everything is worth that you see is worth like seems like it's worth so much more so yes. you you would cover your friends like really cool acts much more because it will look so much more shiny mm -hmm. and every single piece of treasure and and there's this feeling that everywhere around each corner there is a danger but also something exciting Ooh. you know so you want to keep that yeah. sort of like want to keep going further into the desert for that for that mirage that little bit of That's... treasure Ooh, and buried beneath are all the riches of the Egyptian gods. So you could imagine a really great sort of like proper, I don't know, like the mummy slash, yeah. uh, you know, this sort of classic. The mummy pulp, returns, all, all of those. Yeah, films. pulp fiction, those sort of pulp uh, movies from yeah. the 30s, like Indiana Jones sort of like, let's go to this realm where all these dead gods are and mm. let's go plunder some sort of deep pyramid hidden underneath the sands. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm up for that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm up for that. But instantly, there you go. So this, it's really looking at Arborea before again. Apart from this, like sort of pastoral sort of landscape, there's so many things you can do there. So instantly, when you're saying like the ocean layer and sort of a uh, Pelion's layer, like this mm. idea that yeah, you could go and adventure there. Why wouldn't you go get yeah. reclaim a trinket, go see uh, an underwater sea wonder, that sort of thing? And I, I would not necessarily connect it to Arborea, but again, mm. it just happens to be another layer that's not necessarily visited that often. So yeah. I would definitely want to bring those back into sort of um, as, as adventure hooks, perhaps if I was playing, if I was running this at a high level for sure. Mm. Um, I was about to sneak into that because you did mention, obviously, this idea of uh, this third power. So mm. obviously, like the Egyptian gods that have left, but there is sort of their dwindling power. Mm. And I will say the history of um, Arborea is really interesting. And I would highly recommend those people who are, are really interested, certainly in Arvandor uh, history, to look at Monokainen's Tome of Foes because it's all about uh, elven deities and I again it was just ha lucky happenstance I just happened to be reading about the elves and stuff and reading their lore and I was like oh I know I know where this place is and it's on bloody Arborea so <laughs> but yeah so it talks about these two sort of big pantheons the sort of the Olympians and sort of the deities of the elves throwing out 
the old province of these sort of titans and giants. So again, it's sort of it's sort of big history of it as well. And then changing changing it so that you have the Olympus with the sort of um, the Grecian sort of gods and Furies and Hercules and Theseus and all that sort of myth mythology there, so which is you know. Probably, probably quite familiar to many of us in the Western Hemisphere, perhaps, you know, we've grown up with those sort of stories. But then on the other side, you have, um, on Arvindor, you have the elves, you have the elven courts, and there's a thing, like, with the history of that and how uh, Loaf fell from power and the elves were cast out onto the material plane, into the Feywild, into the Shadowfell, into, well, the Abyss as well, because obviously Loaf is now a demon uh, lord of mm. some of some description as well so yeah really interesting that as well but and this is the thing i guess again the history of the elves here it talks about the father of the elves and i know i will get this uh, god's name wrong it's Coralyn, i think it's their name mm. is the father of the elves who is this person that could change their appearance at whim and you know be as be as sort of whimsical and be as furious and all that sort of things so really embodying these emotions that aboria has but when the elves uh, chose to follow Loaf and sort of like kept, fixed their appearance, you know, gave up the power to change so that they could have sort of be united in a different cause. That's when this whole rift sort of happened. So again, really into that sort of emotion and that sort of like, mm. how dare you betray? Why would you give up this wondrous sort of thing? And I, because I'd always thought, felt for me, like elves are very haughty and sort of they are graceful, but they didn't see us. Whereas actually here on Arboria, the emotions really come through and are really different. And mm. it, it makes them just striking as a result of any elves that you see in Arboria and certainly in Arvindor. Yeah. I think that's the thing, and I think that's something that's that's an interesting point, isn't it, with elves? And we, you know, there's a whole more conversation we had about elves, but how they're played and how people. In, but there is, I even think in like um, Lord of the Rings. So like in the first, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, they're kind of given a sort of haughtiness, but also like a very stubbornness yes. to them, mm -hmm. and that is a very emotional thing, stubbornness to a certain extent. And then, but then in the second one, there's actually a little bit more of that emotional. Uh, quality comes out in the Hobbit ones, doesn't it? You know, with the, the characters in that where they're very much more like, I'm not going to fight with these people. Like, I don't know. It's just mm. kind of funny how they are, majority of the time, they're given very much a sort of like reserved, stubborn, brr, sort of boring mm. face to it. But actually, and then whilst, but then in other cultures of like thinking of like, well, just like elves and fairies and stuff like that, sort of make more fey creatures and the sort of fey wild nature is much more about emotion and sort of like, reactive and more playful and it's kind of yes. it kind of gives a bit of both of those worlds to, to them which is quite nice I think yeah definitely and I think here in our, in our body like go, again going I'm always going to keep going back to this idea of emotion and melodrama like it is a slight and again again thinking about again this connection to the Feywild as well this idea of like the the ceiling court as well and mm. the sort of elven primal deities and stuff like it all sort of makes sense that this sort of emotion it is this is the strongest it ever is is on Alboria and it's kind of weird in a way that it's slightly different in like the Feywild and and in the Shadowfell that these feelings they are there and it's just a different kind of thing I guess because it's each of them had their own powers and their own sort of domains of delight and all that sort of thing but mm. whereas here it's it's not even everyone for themselves. It's that sort of thing where it's so intense to the point yeah. where you know you as players are like are told to you gotta you gotta ham it up. You gotta you gotta yeah. be that person and stuff and and like take things seriously. Take it as a personal attack if you should yeah. see it as a personal attack. So I just thought I see, yeah. Really I think the thing is the difference. I see. I saw the difference between Abora and the Feywild. It's like the Abora is where the gods live, 
of yes. those who exist in the Feywild. Because people yes. in the Feywild are just archfey. They're not yes. gods. They're just they're not deities. They're just yes. very powerful fey creatures. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are nearly gods. They're sort of semi demigods. But then, like Arboria is like the ultimate example of what their existence is. Whilst the yeah. Feywild is a is a a mirage or a mirror or a reflection of mm-hmm. of the material plane, but with a hint of all that Arborian sort of qualities, mm-hmm. I guess, in some respects. Yeah, that's definitely. sort of very emotional. Because it's very emotionally reactive, the Feywild. Yeah. Whilst Arboria is very much demanding emotion from you if you know what i mean whilst mm. if you are in the fey world you don't get more emotional but as the more emotional you become the more able you are to affect it in some yeah. respects, isn't it? So. That, that's a really good sort of comparison actually no no i really really like that i really like that as well um mm. was there anything else to add on uh, the politics at all on the politics I, d- I don't think i think there's some interest i mean there's a lot of things i i think that go in that but maybe they move more into our next topic but mm-hmm. um i think the the only thing to say is that as with all planes there are there are deities and there are proxies of deities which we i don't know if we t- touched on in the abyss so much because there's not so little many bits, proxies because there's the demons mm-hmm. but in other planes there's people who who have died and their spirits go to to the the plane that fits their sort of beliefs and emotions or however that sort of works for them there's lots of different ways it comes to that but a lot of elven people who follow the gods that are held in Arborea would then become proxies as their spirits mm. pass away and their, 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 their living bodies spirits they mm. move there and so proxies are these these people who live there they look like real people they don't look like but they're they are one with the the, the, the plane very much related to the plane and so for both the Olympians and the uh, the elven courts there will be people beings that sort of exist in that Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that was worth noting. And the other one was yeah. the the nature spirits. Yes. Which is a very political thing because every well, you talk more about them. You're oh, you're an expert. So. I, yeah. I mean, like, like from what from again from the brief bit of reading I was looking at, like it just feels like ev- like every stream, every sort of natural thing there is is a spark of life, this thing in it. Mm. Um, and so like yeah, you you'd almost need to ask permission to go into this thing's land and stuff like that and so if you sliced it in any way oh well you will know about it again going back to the idea of the of the weather as well like you, storms could kill you could just be passing through and just as a, a gentle slight that you could, you know again for you might be seen as insignificant but the rain around you the clouds would seem that yeah. as a, a complete how dare you come into their territory how dare you cross their lands and that sort of thing so yeah. that was again the nature itself is speaking and every, there is like almost like a feels like almost a spirit for everything like you, you like it's it feels like again a lot of politics if you were going to go from one realm to yeah. another you know so it's yeah, yeah it's just fascinating and again as a dm i'd be like that sounds like a lot of role play to get through every single bit so yeah, maybe i, I was just thinking like you sit down. i was thinking that if I, what i would do is i'd be in like a realm where it starts raining and if they start whinging i'd make it rain more and the whole point is they're meant to go bring it on you know and sort of really go for it but if wow. they start whinging about oh it's raining then it's just going to be like right this is getting worse <laughs> yeah that feels it's getting like worse rather than yeah rather than yeah standing up to it which yeah, i think it they, would appreciate yeah. Yeah. exactly so sort of say yeah you know sort of getting a lightning rod out and trying to attract the lightning come on go on if you're hard enough yeah, yeah exactly. absolutely <laughs> yeah cool so oh, yeah. Go for the it. next the next setting then is population Population. Mm, yes. So we talked a bit about the population with the because it always they, they overlap with politics, but mm-hmm. 
who else who else whom else is existing in this who realm else quite a few uh, other sort of people doing it again it's this it's described itself as this land of huge appetite and broad emotions which i assume most could be affected most people and it talks about again this idea it's very gr ancient greek inspired as like it is bounds by ancient traditions and superstitions so the denizens here will probably follow loads of traditions and mm. and certainly talks about oh and i'm sure we'll get onto this a little bit this idea of rituals for everything this mm. idea like again you can imagine going to pray at a temple perhaps to get good luck or to leave stuff at a shrine certainly um certain types of magic again we'll again in a different section it talks about doing rituals for it which is very different again looking back at the abyss which was always like no go away <laughs> you run away don't, there's no, there's don't no do ritual it. there don't is just yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like there's a there's a description, there's a line that talked about it that like I think it's the petitioners. So I I would assume that the people the peoples of it are as varied as the trees, which I thought was all oh, a very beautiful way of describing that. Also, you could have any numbers of different uh, types of people yeah. or races here. Um, but I think the one you're sort of referring to, and I know I'm going to pronounce this wrong, is it the Bachi? Or the Bakke? The Bakke. The Bakke. Yes. This... I think that's how you pronounce it, yeah. I like and... them. <laughs> yes. No, they're fascinating. So it's essentially this idea of this, this half-made mobs of, of peoples, of, of, of individuals who yeah. are about pleasure and destruction. And they roam the countryside like an almost continual, movable celebration. Party bus. Party bus. <laughs> but... I just, it's that sort of thing where I can imagine you're walking through a glade or something like that and you hear just music on the sound, you know, and you see like a satyr or two and then suddenly, yeah. oh, you're Festival in and it's just... just comes to town, basically, yeah. It's it's literally Leeds and Reading Festival Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just kind of had that more like, that sort of like Rio de Janeiro sort of festival mm. sort of idea, like the big uh, sort of... Uh, the bat, I can't remember the name for the term of the drums, but the big drums that they mm -hmm. that, that you always hear playing in those and the sort of like samba music coming in and people like with tambourines. Everyone's always got a tambourine. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Everyone's and, got uh, a little like, yeah. uh, oh, what are they called now? Not the clackers, uh, something else. Maracas. maracas. Mar yeah, well, the maracas and I think, uh, anyway, it doesn't oh. matter. Yeah, I know what you mean. Castanets. Castanets, that's the Castanets, one. We're, just, yeah. we're both doing castanet um, emotions at each other. Castanets. <laughs> 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 but yeah, also, yeah everyone's you, getting involved. in London, music. you might have remembered from about five, ten years, ten years ago, there used to be a thing where you could cycle on something whilst it was a bar. Did you ever see oh, that? It's, it's still around. It's, it's still, still around. Oh, hell. I thought oh. it was a to death. But it's like, basically, you'd just be walking, you'd be in your office at like, three o'clock on a Friday and suddenly you'd hear like <laughs> and it's just like these people cycling whilst drinking which means they're getting way more drunk than they should do at four o'clock three o'clock on a Friday afternoon they always, whilst I, driving like uh, by technically driving it's whenever you when I because I ever so see them so but obviously when I'm walking I always seem to overtake them because they're like <gasps> They look like, we're lost. And there's the oh. poor three people who are the bar staff who are actually driving the thing, who yeah. are really having to cycle all these 18 <laughs> people. Anyway, it just reminds me a bit of that, it, but better. It sounds like, yeah, yeah, it sounds a lot better than that, but I love the idea of using that as a, as a metaphor, essentially. Yeah, there is some, maybe some sort of party car. I just imagine that they all go past and then about six like 20 minutes later this this lot of people come past on the shitty bike thing <sighs> <sighs> <Yeah. laughs> 
but yeah and uh, you can if you like you can't it says in there you don't um, no one unwillingly becomes part of it but once you become part of it it's very difficult to leave yeah. it which I uh, love that as an encounter idea like yeah. you're like well come friends please sit drink and, and then obviously be merry and tell stories because I can imagine yeah. it being a proper like ha ha yeah. congratulations great story like, and then you're like years passed. <laughs> yeah. yeah oh days passed and you're not yeah you have to do like a saving throw or something yeah exactly I, I can imagine it's just like you're surrounded by wine and cheese and grapes and yeah like just it's just like just a constant sort of like what i would see as like decadent food for ancient greeks that's sort of yeah, maybe that's even sort of... like um you know uh, again ancient greek households they'd, they'd all instead of like sitting normally they'd all be like lying, lying on the couch with their feet yes. up and all that sort of thing that's like, the, it's, i remember i don't know if it was the, i remember the romans used to do that laying on benches whilst eating yeah which is terrible for you by the way <laughs> don't do that uh, yeah Ooh, <laughs> it's not good for your tummy uh, but uh, yeah just eating well basically until they yeah well just decadence is exactly it isn't it mm -hmm. and there's something great about that in some respects in that sort of like in that sort of emotiveness of it that sort of feeling it, of just like it, you could um, really excess. put it as like some sort of like big birthday party s mm. type thing that you just happen to stumble on and you have to yeah. go and uh, be a part of the party otherwise if you if that are I'm really sorry. We have to leave, and then the whole yeah. crowd goes, "What?" Like, <laughs> well, this is where it reminded me of something I was watching just before we started recording this. Which I watched that "What If" episode of mm -hmm. Thor, when Thor is a only child. Have you seen that one? Yes, the that? party, the and party, it's the party in the party in Midgard, and they're saying that it spreads across the world, like no one can stop it. And I was like, "It's the, it's the Euphoria, <laughs> it's, it's the so thing boring. from D and D." They blatantly, they're blatantly Planescape fans. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> it's, it's all related, but. Yeah, there's something. Um, it, it's, uh, it's kind of I love that. that kind of but but you're right. Like whilst this is more of I'd say it's more Greek uh, inspired yeah. than Norse inspired. Mm. Absolutely, for in certainly the recent Marvel films. Like if you think yeah. Ragnaroks for sure. Like this, yeah. oh, and certainly early four as well. That four, basically yeah. not four two. Um, oh. <laughs> another that sort of like ha ha yes. Yeah. And because obviously when he, when he's opposed you're like yeah. hey don't you gotta keep it down he gets very very serious but overall he's like a really personable kind of chap and that sort of thing yeah. so that's why i like to see all these um these people are just like very personal very lovely charismatic but you're like something's not something's not right and i don't yeah, know how to tell not, you exactly. it's not you're way too excited by this all yes yeah. uh, no i think that's that's very true it does mention that the the greek gods are the only like they said they are the most emotive gods bar the Norse gods, but they have mm. their own other plane that we will come to yes, <laughs> later yes, on, they do. which has got its own sort of more because this is and that's probably the difference actually. And I think it's it does even though it says here you if you go to battle or you go out to the world, you better come either come back with your shield or on it. It's the same, yes. yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I think, but whilst when we do hit on Isgard and that level, it is more about battle is everything. Everything yeah. is about the valiance of battle. Whilst this mm. has has a battle as part of it, but that is only in the quest for adventure and emotion and life and fulfillment of all yeah. excesses. Not, but I still feel that Isgard when we is much more, which is actually under the planes of conflict, is more about mm. the glory of battle. Definitely, and, um, I definitely so see that. I, I, yeah, and that's the thing. Because sometimes they do. You always think they do slightly merge into one, but I think that's a really good point to make that difference. That yeah, there's one mm. that is more conflict heavy, and this is definitely more decadent. In mm. be the life of the party, that sort of thing. And mm. I think yeah, it's, I got this line here that said denizens live lives of hedonism, quick fix, fixes, and no restraints. And I yeah. thought that's that makes sense. Like whereas I can imagine, uh, like you said, like Isgard, that sort of thing. People are fighting, and it's going to go forever and ever, ever. They yes. don't want that. They don't Thousands want that. of years of 
conflict was great for them. Whilst this is more like, you could imagine this is more like fight, 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 and then huzzah, hit each other on the back and go and have a there's, pint. Um, you know, like, you know that, that's reminded me of um, there's a, there's a oh, there's, I can't remember what show it is, where it's. I think it's a HBO show, which is Catherine the Great. And it's obviously okay. all these, um, it's about Russia and that sort of thing. And yeah. obviously how the, the noble families are like, what do we do? But it's all played by British actors and, and in British accents. So they go, huzzah, you did it, my lord, hooray. And it, yeah, even though it's all like decadent and yeah. people shooting each other, and it's like, we yeah. did it, huzzah, I leave now. You know, that's, it's that sort of like yeah. bravado about it, which I love. And, I and the, the final thing I wanted to sort of mention is that the monsters, the sort of oh, things yeah. that you encounter here uh, again very classical greek legends you'll have your yeah. your minotaurs you'll have your various sort of serpents titans obviously that sort of thing so the those Duce, are the sort of gorgons, all those sorts all, of things yeah. all all the fun ones so yeah so yeah those are the kinds of inhabitants we can have mm. on arborea that's right so what do we move on to but special effects <laughs> <laughs> Special so, effects. Special effects. So uh, there's a couple of things here. So again, comparing it back to the Abyss, um, mm. com compared to the Abyss and many of the other planes, Arborea is actually much kinder to the mages and magical stuff as long as they respect the nature. And it's that mm. sort of like, uh, you know, you respect one's work, respect one's sort of uh, authority in a place. Mm. So um, I've written down here that everything is like a ritual. Everything is like... Uh, like a, a procedure, but there's a lot of prestige in it. Everything has mm. got its purpose and its moment. And I just It's very ritual. Yeah, it? it's very ritualistic and stuff. And I, again, you can imagine like the, the spells you do, and I think you, you might talk about this, like the idea that they are sort of related to more classical um, like mm. ways so that people would use like doing these ritual stuff. So yeah, it's it's again much kinder because it's like it's almost like a great reference to use these magics as long as it doesn't go uh, like against the the, the superstitions and the, sort of those traditions like for example the, they do say they have very little patience for tampering with the natural processes so anything mm. necromantic or bringing back the dead mm. that's 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 really that's really frowned upon per se and that's probably the only thing that would get you like a, a comeuppance i would say yeah yeah no exactly and that's um and like it says on that is, is if you go to the province of Hecate, 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 I don't know how you pronounce it, which is the um, the province, which is the, you know the, the the god of death sort of uh, mm. thing that it would, you know, you could only go with her approval without the sacrifice to her of a fatted black calf or sheep or pig, which serves as a spell key. You know, sort of these very ritualistic, mm. classical wordings and sort of, as you said, like divination requires you to read entrails and the omens in the and like these old sort of, you know, you can imagine tarot reading in this world, couldn't mm. you? Do you know what I mean? And all those sort of like reading of the stars and the and the star signs. So, you know, Gemini is in recess and Mercury's, yeah, Mercury's, Mercury's in, in retrograde. retrograde. It's <laughs> always in bloody retrograde. It's always in retrograde. It's never in. <laughs> yeah, I love sci-fi grade. What's the opposite of retro? I, <laughs> I don't know. No idea. No <laughs> idea. Super grade. Since super grade. Super grade. That's yeah, it. and then charm effects is um, if it if it backfires. So they work much easier. But if someone saves by uh, more than a certain number, or you could do a, a roll for it, they might just go back at you with a berserker rage until you stop them, <laughs> which is kind of like kind of cool. So it kind of it allows it. So it's more likely to happen by double your spell proficiency modifier. So you double you have you have double proficiency in your spell mm -hmm. attack in your spell save. But if they save it then you get um 
yeah, you get uh, you might get them fighting and stuff like that. That's, uh, but fun. but that's that's interesting. Again, it's that idea of that sudden reaction, a very strong reaction to something mm. like, "Hey, you just tried to charm me." <laughs> what? Yes. Like, so it's like exactly. <laughs> straight up for almost all the way up to eleven, which I absolutely yeah. Exactly. Again, that idea that these these are very sort of almost classical in a way, but at the same time, mm. if they go wrong, it's really bad news. So yeah, very different to uh, the abyss. Mm -hmm. um, I, other than that, I did, there was the other spell. We've talked a little bit about the other special effects, which is just that everything is turned up to eleven. So that is really, you know, the, mm -hmm. the characters have got to ham it up. You've got to act like you're in a in a on the in the globe doing some Shakespeare. Yeah, uh, you've do got your, to... your best William Shatner impression. I exactly. Always think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's the, when he does space as a uh, Rocket Man. Pack rocket Man. <laughs> Last night. <laughs> rocket Man. Rocket man, <laughs> that's so good. Oh, I'm gonna have to cut some of that in right now. Oh no! So <laughs> um, absolutely, it's, absolutely. So, it's amazing. Or at least link to it. You have to watch the whole. You have thing. to it's watch not... it. Yeah. You do. You do. Um, I guess um, I did sort of go on to what to be wary of. Then I think it's a, it's yeah. a nice sort of thing. So we, I know we, all we've ever talked about in our boring, but it's the one thing we're hammering home is that you will be emotional, right? Yes. And this idea of like, you know, oh, everything. It's almost like, yeah, it's unfettered. Like you can be yourself and express it, even though mm. really, like if you express yourself all the time, it's it's no good. That's the reason why we have these diaries and we keep them locked away. Yes. So <laughs> we have, yeah, filters. <laughs> the, the filters, you know. But so uh, the optional rule as we always have we talk about on on um this podcast this stream hmm. is this idea that um there's an intense yearning so if you obviously come into this plane hmm. whenever you leave arborea is you have to make a charisma saving throw against a dc of five plus one for each day you spent on this plane which could be obviously many days because you might mm. just end up here maybe come for a bit and then you're like oh it's so lovely here and like you said get get trapped into these never-ending parties uh, on a failed save, you become afflicted with a yearning to return to Arborea, and for as long as the effect persists, you have disadvantage on ability checks. Which I feel that's pretty, that's brutal. pretty, that's pretty brutal. Like it does, yeah. it does say um, you can repeat the saving throw at the end of a long rest, or it gets dispelled by good, good or evil. But I'm like, I feel like the the longer you've been there, the stronger the yearning. So it takes yeah. several. Yeah, I would say that, yeah, I feel that's the thing before you would do it. You would play it that way, but that it happens in other planes. I believe Elysium does the same. Yeah. You can't, once you leave, you don't want to leave because it's so peaceful and beautiful. And like, mm -hmm. I think Arcadia has a similar one, but I can't, yeah. I can't remember other i think others have different effects but yeah the, the longing one is is a common one because Absolutely yearning to, yeah. to be back and to be able to express who you are mm. and like but it's it's yeah it's, i guess it's interesting because it's actually this is where you'd want to be because this is where you can truly be yourself and it's like yeah. but yourself it's not well, great. It's not, I, don't think, I don't really see it as that. I see, well, is that what it says in the book? Is no, no. It I just, it's just the way I would yeah. interpret it, yeah. right? Because then you're like, cause it, yeah. like again, going back yeah. to my really poor example, I'd say of writing a diary. But like, you say all these things. But if you ever read them back, right, you go, oh, what a jerk. You know, what a, <laughs> why? Oh, you wouldn't be friends with that person. That, I guess it's that simplicity of like the simplicity of mm. truth, isn't it? Like, yes. I, I really respect people that are like very much very honest about like what they you know like their thoughts like yes. uh, i know people uh, that would be like if they don't like someone they would just tell them i don't like them 
you know, like they will just go up and say, I just, you know, like, sorry, I don't want to spend time with you. <laughs> like, do you know yeah. what I mean? Like they would do that. Yeah. And I think that's it's something, but even like in good ways as well, because then when they say like, actually, that's amazing, you honestly believe them. And there's something kind of ridiculously uh, refreshing about something that's someone that's so, so ridiculously honest mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. the good or the bad Mm -hmm. that you then can really trust that and there's something about that so i can imagine that being quite attractive a thing yeah it's like that movie invention of lying where actually it becomes mm -hmm. ridiculously horrible because not everyone would be horrible but like there is something about it that is there's a positivity and there's a negativity isn't there that the, yeah. the white lies are lost and the and the social interaction the community and being not you know like as in being generally not being an arsehole to people but but yeah. there's also that that sort of like you know exactly where you stand with everyone, so there's yeah. something. Kind of... But I guess I guess with Arbor, it's coupled with that thing of instant reaction and having yeah. that, like, because you know, you'll maybe if, you, if you, someone comes up to you and says like, I actually don't like you, you might initially feel a good thing going, oh, fuck you, you know, is yeah. that sort of like, ah, oh, you know, like... yes, I mean it's a horrible thing. So and, like... and then you'd be like, turn that up to eleven. Yeah. Yes, exactly, and 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 also, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I think that's, uh, I think that's. But then maybe then you would realise that, that yeah I don't know it's like, I, be, I think it's a very interesting thing to play with I think it's a very it's, it's, like, it's just an interesting thing yeah because yeah. you could you could take that reaction to the if that's a really like if you took that example you could if your players are up for sort of like investigating those sorts of philosophies of things you could really go into like well how would you react to that mm -hmm. and actually would that matter on that plane like if someone just said that would those people care because of the emotion or would they not care because of the truthfulness of it or the sort of or does it really matter or is that how it actually plays out because it's a whole new social dynamic that actually you say those things in order to gain a reaction because you want more emotional reactions you know what i mean so there's mm. sort of so many layers to it i think mm -hmm. it can be really mm -hmm. I, that's what i like about it it's quite fun yeah and and place. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to it. And like you said, you, we could really play with it as um, mm. as DMs and, and, and players as well. So yeah, it's something different. That's not mm. necessarily, um, you know, oh, it's really good here. It's, I think there's a lot of stuff you can really do with it. So. Yeah. So uh, that we've gone through our usual headlines. What mm -hmm. then, Fiona, do you think is missing? We've skipped out anything critical that you think like, ah, oh, but wait a minute, the Columbo one last thing that you'd have One to... last thing. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. So yeah, um, as we sort of discussed in our um, Abyss episode, there was obviously a couple of places where we were like, cool, we obviously had the plane of portals, that mm. was really cool. For me, again, loads of stuff here, lots of stuff with um, Arvandor, like sort of just really interesting things. But for me, the little cool thing that sort of tucked away a little bit, like a paragraph or two, is the uh, it's Evergold, this fountain of youth, which I just love the description of this idea of a pool of gold flicked water surrounded by a crystal basin, and it just made me think of all those gold flecked vodkas, yes, you know, all that sort of big party drinks, yeah, Goldschlager, yeah, exactly, and this idea that um, there is a goddess that sort of looks after it, is always looking very youthful, and it's this idea that youth, you can go into it and get uh, an increase to your charisma score and mm. look much, much younger, but it's only temporary, yes, and only I was temporary. like, yeah. I thought, I, I like that, I thought, yeah. again, it's another idea of, oh, I want to go back because I need to have a top up, yeah. that sort <laughs> of, like, I need up. to look good, so I just, I just, Anything Fountain of Youth it always reminds me of like um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That sort of like, I, I just think it's it's just always an interesting concept. That again, another sort of venture hook. Like, let's go to 
you know, go to this place and get the water for Phantom of Youth, whether it's for yourselves or for another person, that sort of yeah. thing. And it's just, I just as a concept, it's it's a weird thing. Like I, I don't know about you, Hamilton, but I hated my youth. I don't want to look any younger than I do now. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy with it, but obviously it's one of those things that's always used later on. Then I'll be all right. right. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I mean, yeah. maybe. Yeah, I'd go to there and be... I don't know. We've, I've, we've, but we've both shared pictures of ourselves looking very young on, on the, our, our discords, and we're like, I wouldn't want to look like that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd go back and have a different haircut. That's, that's the oh, right, thing. okay. Yeah. I see, I see. I, it's, yeah. I, I guess it doesn't say that you just look more youthful as you do now, rather than, like, <laughs> frosted tips. Sora, exactly, <laughs> long yeah. goth hair. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'd like to be, yeah, youthful, but with a better haircut. That's basically it. Fine, fine, yeah. fine, fine. With the same confidence for looking youthful, yeah, different haircuts. Exactly, sure. yeah. Yeah, what about you, Hamilton? What is there anything that we've missed that you're like, oh, this is really cool, really interesting? Well, the, yeah, the only thing that comes to mind is, is like when we talk about population, was the Sensates, is one of the factions mm. that we talked about on our Factions of Sigils show, which there could be a yeah. link right now. <laughs> it's like somewhere, somewhere by pointing in all directions, it'll turn up. It'll blink. It'll turn up, yeah. Anyone who's slow mo, I do this and it ends up like down here or something like that. But yeah, it comes up. Place I don't point. But um, yeah, the, the the sensates are literally the faction that embody this 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 idea of, you know, uh, relief. Uh, you know, ex, you know, ex, uh, experiencing all emotional states, all sensations. Everything is the. The, is the only way to understand the truth of reality and that's how the sensates believe and therefore arborea as the home of heightened emotions the best wines the best foods the best mm. parties it's going to be a very it's the home it's a second home to the sensates because it is the sort of excesses and hedonistic lifestyle that they 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 look for along with all the other stuff that the sensates want to do which is basically travel the world and do everything but it uh yeah and i think they're a really they're an interesting bunch a lot of bards if you have a bard i feel would very much feel like the classic you know your quintessential bard that is would is what i think the sensates are that sort of like yeah sort of so i think um it's just that they're just an interesting faction generally and i think mm -hmm. uh, if you're looking for a relationship you know we sometimes talk about what adventure hooks you might do for this mm. there's a really good way to mm -hmm. get yourself from the central hub of the planes being sigil into arborea would be you know a sensate saying i want to find the you know i want to find the great this amazing grape that grows only on the mm. on the cliffs of of uh, uh, on the side of ossa where ossa meets olympus and you must mm. like travel there or i've heard of a beetle in Pelion that tastes like like um like uh like uh, the freshest um i don't know fruits you've ever super had. juicy yeah, yeah super yeah, juicy yeah. like beetle and so you've got to go into these fine and then oh. you stumble upon some sort of ancient egyptian crypt and it's all fun and stuff there you go i That's love kind that of i i think that yeah I, anything like that where you have to travel down into different layers mm. i think would be really interesting and yeah so you get the full the full arborea experience full as a traveler <laughs> the full yeah. tour yeah because like because it because i again it doesn't really describe like if the layers um, or maybe i've missed this perhaps like, where the layers are if they're on top of each other or if they're all slightly yeah. separate or something like that but i just like the idea that you keep going down and then suddenly like yeah you get to uh Ossa and it's just it's just it's just that water for miles and miles and miles but there's no hmm. but there is but there is a sky yeah. but you're not sure like if the, you know if Olympus and and well, Arthur the thing is that they still always say with like the planes and the layers is that they're the layers is such a bad name for them because it's just mm. like one way merge into the other like in the abyss yeah. 
you might just walk down an alleyway and then you're in the 484th layer and the next minute you're in the 627th layer it just doesn't it's mm. not like they're <laughs> literally they're not like a cake per se yeah, yeah it's exactly all sort of sometimes in and out yeah, yeah exactly and so i see the ossa they say this the, the banks of olympus go out onto ossa so ah, you sort of that. you sort of like there's a i can't remember there's a city that's on the on the edge of it and then so that mm. then goes into the water because then that turns into the sea which then becomes part of elysium so it's kind of like their boundaries are a very i see it as a very ethereal sort of maneuver yeah because i could Definitely. see you like traveling ossa on a boat but you can get out and walk beside the boat and then you see this yeah. this vast desert just rising out of the water as you get mm. closer and closer to pelion and then suddenly it's just this before you even know it your boat just lands on a beat a beach and then it be it beaches itself on this bay and then suddenly you turn around and the bay is just the it turns into a mirage in the in the floor like it's just an oasis so no longer oh, oh. also is just an oasis that's left yes. amongst it so actually surrounded now just by desert so it's not like you see a sea at the edge of you you just see this no. and you've got to find that oasis again to get back oh that, that is an almost mind-blowing in a way the idea of like almost like yeah like escape room type thing where you turn it around and it actually is a box that you yes. just pulled from a wall or something like that yeah. and it was a painting before and stuff exactly yeah. that sort of thing yeah i think that's how that's how i kind of see those realms it's got to be very much You've got to get poetical or something i don't know yeah. yeah well and going back to that sort of parts of the caribbean reference you were doing as well again that idea that the, yeah the waters rise up and you you there's big ships that have been moored there and you get yeah. up and actually they're actually really small as you turn around and it's just like little toy boats or they're just or there was a boat float, like you saw a boat uh, six miles away from you and then when you look again it's just a wreck in the desert or mm. something like that yeah i quite like that More. It's good. I like this. Let's go. Let's go now. Right. Let's go now. Well, no, unfortunately, I think we've run out of time. Yeah. Well, no, these guys can go, and we'll go. We'll go. Oh, to a we'll, okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. All right. I'll pack my bags. I'll pack my bags. Yeah. Um. Uh. So Hamilton, do you know what plane we're doing next time? I do. I do. It's a fun one. They're all fun. Yeah. But this one. They're all fun. This one, this one comes out the box fun because it's uh, limbo. <laughs> it's the ever <laughs> randomness of limbo. You know, this is. Uh, I just watched. Um, uh, Ron's Gone Wrong. Have you seen that? Out Your Box, friend? No, I've not. It's, I've, it's on Disney uh, Plus. Yeah, yeah. I reckon, I've enjoyed it. But anyway, uh, just the out of the box randomness of Limbo. Yes, we're going to Limbo, where everything is always in flux and everything is ever changing. It is chaos it, to the. It's the extreme example of pure chaosness. So it's like mm. on the on the axis, it's chaos, chaos. Like on the north, yes. east, east, it's your chaos, chaos, chaos. It's your, um, it's your chaos, chaos, chaos. And uh, yeah, and it's got some interesting people there. It's got the Gisarai hiding out in Limbo. It's mm -hmm. got, it's got a, it's got the Sladi. Uh, oh, gotta love a good Sladi. Who doesn't love a good Sladi? So <laughs> it's um, it's a fun old place, and so uh, yeah, I'm quite excited to to yeah. go and ex explore. I, I love how we've gone from evil, good, and then now chaos. It's pure it's a, like, chaos. Pure yeah. chaos, yeah. This, yeah. yeah this, I got it down as like a rolling soup of impermanent matter and energy, which I think is a good description of it. And yeah, the Gifzari, mm. gonna, uh, we've done an episode on them before for mm. DM's book club. They are yeah. a, a fascinating. Serious. The Yankee Gifzari are just really interesting as no, well. No, I like that we've got one in our in our get in our campaign, and so um, yeah, reading some of the stuff about them is really good part. Yeah, that's yeah, fascinating. That. Well, until next time, everyone, yes. you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and catch up on previous episodes mm -hmm. of the VOD of our, our sibling show, The DM's Book Club. And I'm sure there'll be some links at the end, but uh, yeah, I guess until it's at the bottom, always. 
bit.ly forward slash dmbcyt yt yes yes but hand gestures are optional uh, <laughs> yes sorry no no not at so all and, but uh, we are we are very old we, we wouldn't be welcome at the, the the party this party bus we would be oh, like no, no, i feel the party bus is for all ages i feel that's you yeah. think yeah i think oh, no. is about everyone gets involved at any age yeah i think fair all right fair enough I, I would it's be not the, 18 I, I think to 30 I, club men <laughs> I guess because that's not my kind of party. I'd be like, oh, can you turn down the music? Yeah. Oh. I guess yeah. Well, maybe our is not for. Maybe our board is not for. I can't hear you. <laughs> I think Until you need to go to Elysium time. and have a little rest. I think I will go to Elysium and then I'll I'll, I'll have a little nap there whilst you party on an Arboria. I love that. I All love right. That. Okay. All right. Until well, next time. We catch will... you on the flip. <laughs> catch you on the flip side. See ya. Bye. Bye.